0: Have you heard of the Open University? What's the oldest fish you've ever known? She's not big enough to sustain those hands. This is
1: a Standard Nerds podcast. How do you like me now? Hello, and welcome to How Do You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and relive the golden years of kids' TV. I'm Will, with me as always is Liz. Hello, Liz.
0: Reggie? <laughs> Scooby-Doo! That's the best I can do. That that's... is the best I can do.
1: But that's a solid Scooby-Doo impression, I'll take that. So, how are you doing, Liz?
0: Yeah, yeah, bit alive. What do you want?
1: Well, this week is your pick, so I'd like you to tell us what we're going to watch.
0: Okay, well, I don't know how well I remember this one. Okay. You might have to help me out. Do, we, do you remember anything about Wizardora?
1: Ooh. Only one lyric from the theme tune.
0: We adore her.
1: Yeah, that's the one. That's it. That's the limit of my knowledge on Wizardora.
0: Okay. So what I'm going to say is, I think this is a live action show, but with a lot of puppets. Right. Now, Wizardora, I don't remember a lot about her, but I think her earring game is strong. (laughs) Okay. What I remember is that she had a little puppet man... Who had silvery skin and a purpley beard, and his head was a coat hanger? Does this mean anything to you?
1: No, I mean, I, I no, no, it doesn't.
0: I think he exists. I think,
1: <laughs> you think I, he has corporeal form.
0: I'm well. I'm uh, otherwise. It's a dream, a recurring dream that I've had, <laughs> and that frightens me. So I hope it's in this.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, I can't. I can't remember anything of this. I I I think Wizardora was a witch.
0: Yes. Or female wizard?
1: For female wizard.
0: I mean it wizard is almost in her name, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Yes.
0: But you seem to be gatekeeping wizardry for men only.
1: I don't know. I just I in my head that she was a witch, but maybe she's not a witch, maybe she's female wizard. I don't She know.
0: probably is a witch, I
1: don't know. I I don't know because I can't remember a damn thing about it. All I can remember Do you think
0: is, you've ever seen this?
1: I don't. I think I must have done, because I've heard the theme tune. Because I've got the theme tune in my... A little bit of the theme tune. I've got Wizardora, Wizardora, We Adora. We Adora. Yeah. I've got that in my head, so I must have seen at very least the opening credits for it. Um, but honestly, I can't remember that much about it. So this is going to be a voyage of discovery for me.
0: Well, I, I'm not saying that I remember that much. But... I also remember the theme tune pretty well. And yeah, I just feel like she was standing behind a desk a lot, kind of sooty style to incorporate all the puppetry.
1: Yes, this rings a bell now.
0: Okay, that's what you needed, is it?
1: Well, no, just that just that seems familiar, that image, but I can't you know, I might have been confusing that with something else. I like think grot she, bags or
0: Well, no, she's not she's not like grot bags at all. Okay. I think she had a yellow coat and clip on earrings.
1: Oh right, okay. Right, okay. Uh, I mean this is this sounds intriguing, so I think we should go away and watch some episodes.
0: You know what? We should just get on with it. Alright,
1: we're gonna go and watch some Wizardora and we will report back. <laughs> Duncan, I'm blamed. And we're back. So Liz, Wizardora.
0: I feel like I should apologize.
1: <laughs>
0: I haven't I haven't asked you what you think of this yet, but I'm guessing did not enjoy.
1: No, I mean I, I have I have questions. Yeah, I have observations. Yeah, I will admit there were some things in here that did did make me smile. Uh, oh, okay. I don't think for the reasons the program makers intended. Oh, okay. Um, I think, I mean, I'm going to say it starts off badly for me.
0: Yeah.
1: When you have like a whole thing where you introduce in the title sequence, it's about Wizardora. Everyone loves her. Sorry, they adore her. They adore you know? her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, the whole thing. And you can't even get your crew to be asked to sing in sync with each other. It sounds like a drunken Hindu.
0: You think it's just the crew recording that?
1: I think it's the crew and the... I don't know. You don't think they
0: even went to the trouble of recording the theme tune? You think they just have the crew gather round and go... Wizardora, we adora.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think they I think they got to like five o'clock on a Friday and they went, oh crap, we haven't got a the theme gym recording. Who's left? Grab 'em round. Everyone read the lyrics over Terry's shoulder. Okay, and and so no one's singing in time with each other at all. So you can barely understand anything after Wizardora, we adora, because then it's like.
0: I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It does have that sound. But then, at the same time, what was the thing that we remembered? It was the theme tune.
1: It was the first line of the theme tune.
0: But we remembered it, Will. <laughs> and there's something about right. Okay, I don't wanna. I don't wanna go off on one here. But there is something about things being done in an imperfect way, but it still achieves that I really, really love. You know, we all we all remembered the theme tune. We adora. We adora. And it it. It was sung badly, but it, in a way that it makes you feel like you could just join in. doesn't matter how well you can sing. Just get involved. Yeah, all right. It works. I'll give you it, it is works memorable. It works for what it's doing. It
1: is memorable. I'll give you that. Because you know, it is memorable up until the point at which you can't understand it anymore.
0: Right, speaking of memorable. Yes. When I watched this, it was just over and over again, oh my goodness, I remember that. Just everything, as soon as I saw it, it came back to me. Was that your experience?
1: With one or two things, the draw people, I was like, okay, yeah, that's familiar. Yeah. The the weird hanger thing, I was like, I remember there being an oddly shaped puppet. Um, I don't remember the scarecrow. I don't remember a character called Tatty Bojangles. That's right.
0: Let's go through. So the scarecrow is actually Tatty Bogle.
1: It's Tatty Bojangles. I think you're fine.
0: Obviously, Tatty Bojangles is implied. Yes. <laughs> they are implied, <laughs> Tatty Bojangles,
1: and they are some Tatty Bojangles.
0: Tatty Bogle is a scarecrow who lives in a tree in the garden, and he's supposed to be looking after the garden, but he's not very scary. He's a bad scarecrow.
1: What? Yeah, a scarecrow. Which is the thing of scarecrows? Any scarecrow that puts itself away is a bad scarecrow. Yes. Scarecrow's supposed to be in the field to scare the crows. If he's going for a kip in a tree every ten minutes, but or building a ginger beer machine, he's a pretty ineffective scarecrow.
0: But the crows aren't scared of him, so there's no point in being out there scaring crows.
1: Well, he's, I mean,
0: he's more like a, a, a gardener. Yeah. Or a, I don't know, a, a, a groundskeeper. I have a question. Okay.
1: How is he alive?
0: Well, I don't know. The, this is, there's magic in the air. Yeah. Magic is just sort of laying about the place. So don't worry.
1: Don't worry, you might step in the magic. Watch your seats. There's some magic over there. Just brush that magic to one side.
0: Don't wipe your feet on the doormat because it's also a dog. (laughs) The the doormat is a dog. No, it thinks it's a dog. Yes. The doormat is a puppet. It got to thinking it was a dog just because there was some magic laying about. Yeah. So yeah, and it looks a lot like the draw people, which you also mentioned there. So... Yeah, we're in Wizardora's kitchen for, like, 90% of the time. And on one wall... It's like an old pantry-style kitchen, you know? It's got loads of drawers. Yeah. And there are drawer people. But they're not people at all, are they?
1: No, they're not people at all. They look
0: like dinosaur heads.
1: They do. They look like three miniature versions of Nessie that came out of a gift shop.
0: Yeah. Um, So they live in the drawers, which is lucky, because if they were more ambulatory, they'd cause a lot
1: of trouble. Oh, God, they would. I mean, the thing is, they're, they're quite... I, I don't want to say it seems lazy. Right. But to name them, they live in three drawers, one on the top, one in the middle, one on the bottom, and they've named them Top, Bottom, and Sticky. Yes. And, like, you know, if you're going to...
0: I think that's probably gay code.
1: <laughs> that's an inning for the cock and balls. Top, Bottom, and Sticky.
0: Yes. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> sorry, I just got where you were coming from
0: <laughs>
1: so yes, you're either top, bottom or sticky um, oh
0: dear, no, that's but... not a phrase, I'm so sorry I've, oh god, I've offended everyone now, sorry, sorry especially my own husband who doesn't know what he's saying
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would but it's the thing, what I've said is like to, let, to name them top, middle and bottom is like purposeful right to name them top bottom and something else says to me you tried to come up with some names for draw people and you couldn't really so you went well what are draws we have the top draw you have the bottom draw you have the middle draw it seems a bit no we have a sticky draw yeah yeah. exactly you have a sticky draw I'd, i'd rather they had like they got more creative you've got the takeaway menu draw you've got you know the odds and ends draw
0: you cannot have puppets in a children's TV show called Odds and Ends and Takeaway Menu.
1: <laughs> dead Batteries. De- dead like Batteries.
0: Be... You'd like it if there was a character I called would, Dead Batteries. I'd
1: like them to be called Takeaway Menu, Odds and Sods and Dead Battery. That'll be useful later.
0: Clean out your drawers. <laughs> What's the matter with you? So you also mentioned... Uh, Cliff Hangle.
1: (laughs) Cliff Hangle.
0: Who's the oddly shaped puppet, who I I remembered best. He's got that kind of silvery purple face. Yes. And like odd hair coming out of this this hanger head. It
1: kind of looks like a a cow pat on his head, then with a hook coming out the top of it.
0: Yes. And he wears, he's actually not a coat hanger, he's a cloak hanger. Mm -hmm. So he has a magical cloak on. And in the second episode, he's wearing that cloak all of the time. Which is the look that I remembered. In the first episode. He doesn't wear the cloak all the time. Freaky. It's really weird.
1: Yeah. Super freaky. Freaky he, as he fuck. It
0: looks, looks like just a bit of pipe lagging. Just like in two long arms. It's like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. No wonder they made him put his clothes on for the rest of the run. Oh,
1: oh god absolutely. But the thing is they're not even his. This is the thing right. He introduces himself as. I have to hang up. All of Wizardora's cloaks. Now, for a woman who met barely leaves her kitchen, I don't know why she needs so many cloaks.
0: Well, because they're magic.
1: Are they now? Well, in that case, you should put them all on because she clearly needs some help with getting <laughs> the magic together. Right. So
0: she's a trainee wizard.
1: Yeah. How long is the training program for a wizard? Quite long. What? I'm right. Very long. I'm not convinced she is a trainee wizard.
0: Okay, right. you think this is a scam?
1: No, I th- what I think...
0: She's undercover with the FBI. What are you talking <laughs> what about? What
1: I think, right, the bits of magic we see her do go wrong, okay? Because
0: she's in training.
1: Right, but who's training her? No one, Liz. I think what we have here is, as a small child, before the age of comprehension, Wizardora unleashed some deadly power. There was a huge, horrendous accident, right, that endangered people, maybe even killed people, and, you know like the start of frozen the parents decided no she's too dangerous we can't lock her in a tower because that looks too obvious when she grows up let's send her off to her own cottage with loads of sentient you know household objects that she may have created in this disaster who knows we'll tell the hanger he's in charge and he can no one can know and we'll just say she's in training and we'll like inhibit her magic and not teach her anything so that she can't hurt anyone
0: that's an awful awful lot of backstory for the fact that someone is self taught. <laughs> Have you heard of the open university? <laughs> Sometimes people want to learn, and they do it themselves, Will. <laughs> You're very judgmental. She doesn't have to have dis- destroyed her home kingdom I'm, in a terrible I'm, accident. I'm just
1: trying to like to pick my way through this world, to figure out what set of circumstances led this woman to be here as a trainee wizard, in a cottage, on her own, with ev- where everything is alive.
0: Yeah, exactly. She's not even remotely on her own. <laughs> Everything's alive. I mean, too many things are alive, if anything. The, the
1: only visitor she gets in this first one is the fucking scarecrow that takes... Ends her garden.
0: Yes, but she's got plenty of people to talk to. I mean, you mentioned you Cliff s- Hangle.
1: You say people.
0: You forgot the very old fish.
1: Oh, don't get me fucking started on the very old fish.
0: Whoa, whoa, he's my favourite.
1: Right. No real problem with the very old fish, because it's, other than it's the voice of Head from Art Attack, who's a bit irritating.
0: But it's not. he's not doing the same voice. That's very
1: close, though. Very close.
0: I don't think it's that close.
1: Oh, I thought it was very close.
0: He's much more of an old man, like you'd meet in a pub.
1: See, the issue... (laughs) I'm an
0: old fish. I'm very old fish.
1: This is the issue I have with him, right? And this is the thing... This is very old fish. He's called that because he's very old and... Liz, complete the sentence. A fish? Right. That's not what they say, though.
0: What do you mean? They
1: say, this is very old fish. He's called that because he's very old and very wise. (laughs) <laughs> in that case he should be the wise old fish. <laughs> <laughs> and you should just say he's a fish.
0: I don't think he's very wise though, because I think they're just they're just pandering to him. Because honestly, in that first episode, I very much got a being a woman on Twitter vibe for Wizardora because she stood in the middle, and Cliff Hangle is on one side, and the Very Old Fish is on the other, and she's trying to do a spell, and they both just heckle her from the side to uh, tell, her, uh, uh. tell her how she could do it better. Cliff Hangle's worrying that she's going to get it wrong, worrying about like, what, everything that's going to happen, and the Very Old Fish is just going, I knew it would go wrong. Oh, I see. Yeah,
1: he's a prick.
0: It, well, he is, but he's also my favourite. i've got a i've got a uh, anecdote about very old fish oh
1: do do tell do tell
0: i once knew a very old fish (laughs) i mean what's the oldest fish you've ever known
1: (laughs) what kind of question
0: is that i don't know what's the
1: oldest fish you've ever known well i mean there was my good friend jeremy the carp you know we we grew up together uh uh, he was born a couple of years older than me, and you know, it was only last year. We... I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? How, what's the oldest fish you've ever known?
0: We, my uncle, well, not, he's not my uncle. Yeah, my mum's cousin, who is sort of my uncle, <laughs> once, he used to keep fish, right? And no, I... he once got a moody fish, like, um. <laughs>
1: Hold on, right, now, to clarify, is that moody in terms of East End slang that he got it off the back of a van? Yes. Or is it moody in that it was quite a grumpy fish?
0: It was very grumpy. <laughs> it was a moody, moody fish. Exactly, right? <laughs> and so he didn't know how big it was going to grow, Right. And so, but he mostly had very small little fish. And this one just kept growing and growing and this growing. Is like
1: a pond or a tank? or He's got a tank. Right, okay. Tank, okay.
0: tank in his house. Um, and it didn't even have a garden, I don't think, when they first got it. He just had a tank, right? So this fish keeps growing and growing and growing until it's about a foot long. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big. Like, you know, 30 centimetre ruler big. Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And it was black and then he had somebody who knew about fish come and look at it and said it was a shark. What? Somebody said... No. no No It was a ty- it was a type of shark. It's not a great white or anything. Well, yeah, no, imagine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some bloke in Erith with a great white shark sat in a tiny tank there and his he back going, Something's not right here. Bad, the was... fin keeps poking up at the top.
0: But it was it was a type of fish, right? So um and it, it just went on living. Like, it sat in the corner, it didn't do much, it just went on living. Well, it's because sharks live for years. Yeah, yeah, because he took, he moved with it, had to take it in a bucket. In a, in a bucket? <laughs> didn't think it would live, but it did. Oh. Lived about 10, 15 more years. How
1: big's the bucket? Well, he's got a foot-long shark in it. <laughs> I don't know, it didn't have a lot of room.
0: It a was bucket? It, it was only on the way. A,
1: bu- a bucket, though! <laughs> what would you put it in? Well, something more secure than a bucket. <laughs> a bucket's going to... Te- You're driving along. Something with a lid.
0: Look, it made it, right? <laughs> it made it. And it lived for years and years and years. And then, um, I mean, eventually it died. And then the problem is, when you've had a shark... <laughs> <laughs> that you've lived with for 20 years... You, it's not like a goldfish that you flush down the toilet. You think, <laughs> you think, what what do we do with it now? It's dead. So he ended up burying it in the garden. <laughs> now he's out there with his mother, who's you know about eighty years old. They're burying a fish in the garden. The neighbour says, "What are you doing?" He said, "Burying a fish." Doesn't tell the bloke it's his pet. He thinks they're <laughs> out there digging a grave. <laughs> In a grave for the remnants of their chippy tea.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, like that Delia Smith recipe everyone had to bury in the garden. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 fish pie. Don't trust Delia if she sells you a recipe for a fish pie. (laughs) I can't believe it. Bury a shark in the garden. (laughs) It's only a little shark, I'm telling you.
1: (laughs) Still, it's a shark.
0: Well, that's what the bloke Where the
1: hell did he get it?
0: I don't know. Off the back of a lorry, I tell you. Some bloke he knew had a fish going. He took it. Right.
1: This, didn't know what type I of fish. What it is, right? You he know,
0: did, he did notice how it ate all the other fish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and got bigger progressively.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, if it had a bigger tank, maybe it got bigger.
1: <laughs> this thing like right? You know, you no know bed knobs and breamsticks. <clears throat> what yes know, beloved children's There's, family film uh, yeah, yeah and they go to portobello road and the song goes portobello road portobello road anything and everything that can be unloaded <laughs> is found on a barrow at portobello road yeah. now for a while i was always a little skeptical about anything but knowing that you know your east end uncle has got a fucking shark off the back of a fan did
0: you never meet the shark
1: no i never met the shark oh
0: it's a shame it was a. Bo- well, he had
1: this shark while we were going out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What?
1: And you never told me about the shark before. <laughs> well, you never said well, this is my uncle. He's got a shark in his bedroom. He had a
0: shark half his life, Will. He lived a long
1: time. Of course, he did. I imagine his life was cut short by the trauma of being transported from one house to another in a fucking bucket.
0: No, I told you he survived for years, decades after the bucket.
1: But he was never the same. There's always a far-off look in his eyes. <laughs> to
0: be honest, he didn't look happy or well. <laughs> He's
1: a shark! There's <laughs> every chance he was supposed to be in salt water and he's no, sitting in no, a freshwater no, no, tank.
0: No, 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 In rural Kent. He wouldn't have lived that long, would he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the truth of it all <laughs> is. You oh, he's, he's, can't dig him up now.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. So, this, this is why you have an affinity for the very old fish.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's it. That is purely it. It's when I see that very old fish, I think of. A very old fish that I've known. (laughs) So the reason that... Right, these are all your characters. This is what you've got. These are all your characters. The reason that I sort of said at the beginning that I apologise for making you watch this is truly nothing happens in this show.
1: Oh, God, no. Really
0: nothing. This whole episode, it's called The Magic Parcel, and it's literally, it's her getting her post. Yep. It's as exciting as, you know, seeing me getting my... Delivery of an Amazon, you know, plug adapter. It's that. I mean, it's that level of excitement. <laughs> she, she, she got a magic wand in the post. I
1: mean, they have a five-minute discussion about the string around the parcel.
0: Oh yeah, can cause he have
1: it for his fellow? wants yeah, it. Yeah, um, Tatty Bojangles wants some string. He wants it. Um. So, but yeah, she gets this the chunkiest fucking wand I've ever seen. It is a big. It is a big chunky wand. I can only presume it's one of those things, like you know have this for magic mm. if you can't do the magic to defend yourself it's fine it's chunky enough you can just twat someone about the head with it and run away
0: I don't know what type of magic you think she's trying to do I mean the spells she was attempting were like you know some household mending why are you thinking that she would have to twat anybody Wait,
1: what Liz it's got to be a greater purpose to going through all this tra- these years of training for this magic what's she like, going to do with this magic at not, the end it's
0: not a Lord of the Rings novel right <laughs> she's just a nice little wizard who wants to be able to mend shit quickly? It's not. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to purge the world I, of orcs I, I, I can or it out anything, there,
1: right? Perhaps a correspondence course on like household maintenance might be quicker to get through than using magic.
0: Well, it, it, it may, very well be. It may very well be. Maybe that's I, just... I, She, but I, it's not just household mending. Uh, maybe she wants to do the plumbing as well. <laughs>
1: Well, again, this is this is why you have like correspondence courses in the Open University. You can learn these skills without the need for magic. If you're just using magic for domestic purposes, that to me seems like a bit of a waste. But it's clear that she has magic.
0: Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> you're you're him. What? You're Darren out of Bewitched. You're the 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 husband. <laughs> he marries a witch and she says oh look I can get the hoovering done in two seconds with with, with, with magic and he says no do it the long way don't ever use magic because I say you can't I want to live a normal life so you suppress all your magic that's what you're saying she has magic she can do all these things quickly and you want her to spend her entire life learning correspondence courses on household maintenance
1: (laughs) no I'm saying if she's if she has she has magic, what's her end point of this? Cause you've got to do something magic is an impressive thing, right? You've got to be able to do something no. She could save the world, Liz. What? Clearly
0: she can't she can't even mend something. <laughs> She's a trainee wizard and she
1: should be giving up the magic.
0: No that's not. That's a bad attitude. Just because you don't succeed right at first go doesn't mean you give up, does it? No. She's learning. She's trying. She doesn't know what the end point will be. She just knows that she has magic, so she wants to get as good as possible. Then you can see what you can do with it. Okay. Okay.
1: Your whole
0: world view is skewed up, ma'am. I just, I just
1: feel like there should be like, I don't know. More, this is the thing because nothing happens in these episodes. Well, that is true. Just want something it to be like Sabrina, yes, she's using her magic for like high school jinx and domestic stuff. But at least it's building to think of this is her becoming a wizard and she's becoming more powerful through the whole thing. You know, we watched two episodes here, and in one she's trying to make an apple disappear, and the other she's trying to make something, a a jigsaw, be separate pieces.
0: As I say, it's very much about mending, (laughs) mending things. (laughs) But you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. This is a, a, a motivational message for all the kids watching this. You know, you what you can do might not be very impressive at first, but it's a foundation and you can build on that.
1: Yeah. So just try. But I, I did want to, I mean, talk through this. So she is trying to make, she gets her wand, she t- has to be prompted three or four times to read the instructions. Yes. Um, and even then, she still doesn't read them all the way through before she starts tasting. And it's not like it's a, a tome.
0: Now, do you think she's meant to be... A lot younger than that actress actually is.
1: Yes, I think if I get the feeling, if they could have got away with casting like a 12 year old, yeah, they would have done
0: well. Now it's interesting because I think the character reads very young. The fact that she's a trainee and that she's trying these very, very simple spells, it reads as it would be perfect for a young character, mm-hmm. but obviously, she is in a house alone, so you can't have. Her being um an actual child. But they i mean they tried other actresses. They tried Connie Booth from really? Forty Towers, yeah. Now
1: see now that would have been very interesting.
0: Well, she did a pilot for it, okay. but it wasn't picked up. Ah. And then um I guess you know things changed and they, they changed around a little bit and it became this and, and this one was shown on ITV for a few years. But so it's clear that they wanted an adult actress. And I think you need an adult because the entire show is resting on them. You know, they've got all these puppets around them. So everything they're doing is going through this person. Mm. But yeah, her her character isn't really there, is it? In terms of no. being able to carry the whole show and us understanding why she... Isn't that good yet? And, yeah, I I get what you're saying, what her journey is, what her arc is.
1: I'll say she does attack this role with energy. With energy, I think, commensurate to what's going on. Good old Wendy (laughs) Vanderplank.
0: Her her name is Wendy (laughs) Vanderplank. There's nothing funny about that. That is the actress's name. There's nothing funny about (laughs) Wendy (laughs) Vanderplank.
1: Disagree. (laughs) That's a funny name.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and she's only got um, the guy playing the scarecrow as another, like, human to interact with. Yeah. And he is only there, very, you know, very short amounts of the episode. Right. And he doesn't have anything to do. So, yeah, I, do, I agree. There's a reason that we remembered a bit of the theme tune. We, I kind of remembered some of the puppets, what they looked like, but we didn't remember anything that happened. And it's because nothing happens. And no. it isn't made clear what was meant to happen.
1: <laughs> I tell you, I'm i going to say missed opportunity here. Yeah. Cliff Hangle should have been a mangle, not a coat hanger. <laughs> Should have been a mangle.
0: Cliff Hangle should have been a ha- mangle. Hangle the
1: mangle? That's a much funnier thing to say in a kids' TV show.
0: Didn't you think, though, when they said his first name was Cliff, that that was pretty funny? Yeah,
1: I did, actually.
0: I <laughs> oh, See, I knew it. I was trapping you, because I didn't. <laughs> but I knew you did.
1: Cliff Hangle. But, <laughs> cause Cliff Hangle is almost funny. Her name was Wendy Vanderplank. If you, oh, my God. If I had a detective series, The Adventures of Hangle and Vanderplank, that would be incredible.
0: That That's pretty good names, actually.
1: <laughs> I'm going to write that now. Hangel and Vanderblank, attorneys at law.
0: So when we watched the, the second episode, mm. there's a new character introduced that I did also remember and I wanted to get your thoughts on, which is Phoebe the phone.
1: Right, as soon as I saw Phoebe the phone, I was like, ah, shit, that thing from my nightmares that I must have blocked out as a kid, right? <laughs> yes, I was. Because that is one of the creepiest fucking things I've ever seen. Right, I, I, Really big wide eyes... Giant hands. Massive hands. Well,
0: they're, they're, they're actual hands. I in know, gloves.
1: But, but they are massive hands compared to other human hands on set. Wizardora <laughs> at one point, right? Wizardora has her hands next to this thing. And this thing, it's like fu- it's like Andre the fucking giant's hands, right? I Coming should... out of the side of a phone wearing a pair of yellow gloves. Should... It is terrifying. <laughs> I, think, it's, I, I don't know what it is, right? It, it's an irrational thing in me. You know that thing where you get, like... These um, sort of like TV things where you have like someone standing with their arms by their sides and someone else put stands behind them and puts their arms through. Yeah. And they do their arms and their hands. Yeah. Right. There's something about that. Always like in the back of my mind, it's like no, that's just scary. That's just freaky.
0: It freaks you out. I
1: don't know why. Not in any great way, but there's always a little thing of no, nah, that's not right. Okay. And so seeing an inanimate object with a pair of human hands, like I don't know, it's the same thing. Especially when they're fucking giant hands. Well, it's like someone spray-painted the Hulk and he's coming out of a phone.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly don't... I, the hands are weird. Okay, I think, I think you're exaggerating the hands, but the hands are weird. They're huge! Because Phoebe, the phone, is bigger than a regular phone, but she's not big enough to sustain those hands.
1: No, that's it. She basically just... Because when you think about it, you think, okay, I can't see where those hands are connected. Yeah. All I can see is Phoebe the phone with her face and her phone headset on top of what is presumably a large plinth. And then there's these hands coming out.
0: That is a box in which a man is sitting. I know,
1: I know, but for the <laughs> for the purposes of whatever, it's, you know, it's a it's a plinth, okay, with this phone on it. Now I can't help but and this might be something that's just wrong with me, is think of what that phone would look like if you just had it as an object. And I've just got an image of a giant phone with two arms coming out the side of it. I wonder if you can
0: buy that. I would love that.
1: Like one of those things like you know Victorian explorers used to draw about you know the people with like faces in their chests and stuff. They used to come back from travelling the seas and be like, oh my god, look at this crazy freaky thing we saw off the coast somewhere. It chased us back to our ships. That's why we didn't bring you any gold, Queen Victoria. You know, all that kind of shit. Did that really
0: happen? Yeah, it
1: probably wasn't Victorian, it's probably sort of you know much earlier than that. Elizabethan, that kind of thing. But yeah, they used to come back with like drawings of these things that they thought they'd seen. And then, like, later on you see, like, it was you know, an elephant they just saw from afar. Um, and they just assumed it was, like, a grey man with a head in his chest. And they went, oh, no, it's just an elephant looking straight on at us.
0: So, so many weird things are coming at me right now <laughs> that I don't know what to say to you. I'm,
1: I'm going to draw... You are
0: babbling. I'm
1: going to draw what Phoebe the phone looks like in isolation. And I think it's going to scare the shit out of people.
0: Okay, yeah, yes, okay, uh, right, I see what you're saying, yeah. I see what you're saying, right. you're imagining the rest of Phoebe the phone, yeah. like- you dirty pervert.
1: <laughs> or oh, imagine her cables. <laughs> 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 Like Cliff Hangle,
0: right? Oh, I don't want to go back <laughs> to
1: Cliff Hangle. But Cliff Hangle, at least, I think, okay, right, he's just a coat hanger that has hands on the end of his coat hanger bits, right? That's the only thing. That's fine. But it's when you actually start adding human, whole human body parts onto something, rather than it being an extension of that. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need hands. She's a phone.
0: Well, she dials herself.
1: Which, again, in itself is freaky. She can also listen to all your calls. It's, Why does anyone have that phone?
0: It's, it is weird when she presses her own buttons. I can't yeah. I can't quite explain it. But I, I'm I guess now we're living in a time where a phone dials itself because you've pre-programmed the number or whatever. But there it's like she actually has to bring the hand round and press herself, and there is something a little odd about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: because a normal phone that dials itself wouldn't do that. No, if, if normal phones had hands that came out and pressed the buttons to dial, I'd go, like, oh, "What the hell is that? Get it out!" of my-.
0: Our society would be a lot less phone-based.
1: Yeah, that—that's the solution. You know, you've got all those people that are like hands. kids are on phones too often. Give these phones their own hands.
0: It's a kind of nightmarish vision of the future. <laughs> We have to get people to cut down how much they're using phones. Give them hands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Goes for everything. (laughs) We have to get people to give up cars. Give the cars hands. It's
0: true because a hand is so particular. The way our a hand on a human moves is so particular to us that it is freaky to see it on other stuff. Because when you see uh, like a robot hand, they're so basic. Mm -hmm. They're so basic. And uh, animals that have you know like hand. Like the, even like chimps and the closest kind of hands to ours, there's still a difference. There is a big difference yeah. there, and yeah, it to see it.
1: If you saw an inanimate object with a pair of human with hands, a proper hands, or even arms, arms and hands would be even worse. Freak you out. Like that, it could like walk around on its hands and carry itself out of the room.
0: Oh. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah. See. Now you're thinking about that, what it means. Is that you
0: imagining how Phoebe would get out of the room? That's
1: how Phoebe moves she, around.
0: <laughs> oh, she walks on her hands. She's a
1: mobile phone, like I th- an upwardly mobile phone. There's
0: one in, in Toy Story, isn't there? That's just a pair of arms. Yeah. Yeah. And it's freaky. I mean, <laughs>
1: the only the only time I've seen a hand move independently of everything else, and it's not freaky, it's cute, is the Thing in Adam's family, right? And that's because it's just a hand.
0: Sorry, you think that's cute? Yeah. I find that freaky.
1: Well, okay, well this is the difference, but if Thing had an arm attached to him, that'd be incredibly freaky. No, I don't
0: know. I don't know where you... An arm
1: and then a phone? Yes, that'd be terrifying. I don't know
0: where you cut off, you know.
1: (laughs) Where do you cut off the arm? You cut it off at the base of the phone, so there's no arm left on your phone. Right, yeah. That's it. And then you get rid of the arm. (laughs) She's also, though, in the second episode, got a computer. Oh, yeah. I say she's got a computer. What she's got is a screen... That glows a bit and talks in an irritating voice.
0: Yeah, and its name. I'm not okay with the name. Poot. 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 I think, I don't know why, but there's something about that which sounds like it's slang for a woman's part.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I think it could be in the Highlands.
0: I've got trouble with my poot.
1: (laughs) A woman's poot.
0: A woman's poot. Phoebe the phone is Scottish, by the way. <laughs> yes. So, so she's. She, she... put. Oh,
1: poot! <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that is, that is terrible. <laughs> terrible, though, a woman's part.
0: Well, it just sounds like. No, I don't know why, it just sounds like it. It yeah. sounds like it goes in that whole area of, you know, slang names Maybe, for, the,
1: that's it, for I don't, the lady places. There's, there's always that thing of, like, trying to find. I remember hearing this thing on, like, Radio 2 ages ago, and it was, like, a woman who was trying to find a child acceptable slang term for female genitalia.
0: Yes, because you don't want a child to say pussy
1: or minge. No, you don't want children no. to do these things, right? But they said like, you know, But they could say poot. Like, well they were trying to come up with a female equivalent of like willy. Like willy's like and they make it and everyone
0: loves willy. I think don't they'd they have settled
1: on noon. But I think oh, okay. poot is much better.
0: Well, I like poot. I'm I'm willing to go with it if they you are. are
1: parents? <laughs> Start teaching your children to refer to it as a poot.
0: I really don't think we should have this power, Will. (laughs) I don't don't know who elected us in charge of this, but I feel like we shouldn't have this power.
1: (laughs) Poot, Hangle and (laughs) Vanderplank.
0: God's sake! So Poot has some classic lines in this. Um, Poot's not really a character. Strangely enough, you know, a computer has a voice, could easily be a character... Has the least amount of character. They give more character to, you know, things that live in drawers and coat hangers. Um, so Poot says, "My brain is too small. I need an expanded memory." And that's basically Poot's role.
1: Yeah, just to just to mess things up, get in the way.
0: There's I, uh, what the most the most amazing moment of this episode right was when she kind of you know she can't get the memory for Poot yet. So Phoebe steps in and says, it's all right, I'll send it by fax. This is all to do with a spell. Yeah. Spell's got to go in the computer somehow, but instead Phoebe sends it by fax. And so (laughs) this phone prints off a ream of fax paper. Wizardora grabs the fax and says... Wizard-acious. and oh. it was just the most a most amazing moment to me. You know, you are watching something from the nineties when a fax is normal. Somebody adds "acious" to the end of a word that doesn't deserve it, and she's wearing button earrings.
1: Oh yeah, she's. Uh, it's
0: the second episode is much more the look I remembered of
1: her. Right. Okay. She's
0: got shorter hair. She's got a a jumper with like bunting so yeah. to it. It's like small strips that kind of do you know, there's a there's a look, isn't there, of little rag rag bits of fabric. Yes, it's
1: Morris dancers.
0: M- Morris dancers. But i I think it comes down that kind of route of of uh you know, druidy pagany rituals and like people making costumes out of rags. Yeah, and, and she
1: does look like a low rent Morris dancer. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and again, she. But this is the other thing, right? She's a trick. She never wears a cloak. She never wears the hat that she's got well, her, stashed away. Her,
0: her cloak hanger has to wear the cloak.
1: Why? Why have a cloak hanger?
0: Well, to keep it nice so it doesn't get crumpled.
1: Well, have a normal coat hanger. He, he begrudges the fact that they call him a coat hanger.
0: And he can't take the cloak off because he's got no body, and he freaks people out.
1: Yeah, he's way freaks people out with with the cloak on as well. Because what the hell is this thing? Mm. This purple weird man. I do want to talk a bit more about this this thing with Poot because she attempts this. She's trying this whole episode. She's trying to learn this mending spell. Yeah, and she's had Stan, who runs the local shop.
0: Yeah, Stan is in this episode, and Stan is Brian Murphy. Who played George in George and Mildred? He's a great, great actor, and he is an actor who has been around forever. He's been in everything. You will have seen him in—I don't know—he'll turned up in Doctors th- and I the think Bill he's got and a Heartbeat, cameo in
1: Red Dwarf, hasn't he? Uh,
0: possibly. Uh, He's—I think he was in Last of the Summer Wine for a time. You know, he's—he's he's very elderly now, yeah. but he's been in everything over the years. And he is, I don't know, he's the definition of phoning it in in this episode. <laughs> like, he is an absolute professional, but he knows that he's just got to say these words correctly so that he can get out of there on time. Yep. And, like, God bless his heart, he's not hes not putting in a bad performance, no. but there is nothing there for him to work with. So he's, he's just, get it done. <laughs> just get it done. Done.
1: <laughs> I'm not being paid enough to try and match her level of energy. I'm yes, not doing it. She
0: very much does the primary school teacher, you know. Yeah. She's got... Or, or the ditzy art teacher vibe. Yeah, she's
1: got a real ditzy art teacher vibe.
0: If you've got a woman that you've, like, in your life somewhere, who always buys her jewellery at craft fairs, she's very much got the wizardora <laughs> the the energy oh and my. the and the look and the vibe
1: oh my god I interviewed a Wizardora once yeah? yeah 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 my um old job I we did like a series of interviews for part time member staff and this woman came in and she was carrying um I, I kid you not right she came in the chair basically like what looked like headphones like wrapped around the neck and I was like okay fair enough you know that's, I would have taken them off, but equally, you know, it's kind of thing you might forget if you wear them all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, never mind, doesn't matter, doesn't matter to me, not at all. And she's carrying with her like a pink wheelie suitcase, and it's a little battered, I'm like, fair enough, you know, that's like, frugal, you know, what's the problem with that? No problem at all. And then we got in, did the interview, and we're going through her experience, and she worked in a hotel, and she worked in a couple of shops, she worked in a couple of pubs, everything else, and um, my, my boss that I was interviewing with asked her, so what do you like to do in your spare time? And she said, oh, well, I... I create my own jewellery, I create my own crafts. And he went, oh, wow, that sounds really interesting. And she went, yeah, do you want to see? And she pulls up the pink suitcase and goes, I found this in a bin. And, like, unzips it and, like, she must have found it in that fucking morning because it reeked as oh soon my as she God. opened it. Right? And she pulled out the weirdest selection of shit I've ever seen. Right? She pulled out wine bottles that she'd washed the labels off and then got white emulsion paint and just drawn, like, really wobbly lines around. Um <laughs> She genuinely did so. She pulled out three or four of these. She pulled out a demijohn, which she said, just a demijohn was like, I'm going to paint that one later. Went back into the case, pulled out she
0: got that out of a bin as well. Yeah,
1: a single pink shoe, which again scuffed everything else like high heel. And went, I was going to do something with this, but I haven't decided what yet. Oh, and like, and,
0: oh bless her. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then
1: she went, and he's like, okay. and And I'm like, this is just mad. I'm just sitting here taking notes, like. I don't know what to make of any of this. Like I don't I don't know how this applies to the job, but I'm sure it must do some way. I, I want to see this woman all the time. And she went, I make jewelry as well. And he went, Oh, in this in that way of oh no. And so she she didn't have any earrings on, but she did she then took this cabling off her head and I was like, That's not like iPhones, that's like cable core, like the plastic wrap from cables. She'd taken about three meters of it. Bundled it around and then knotted it in this huge, like, Gordian knot style thing and she's wearing it as a necklace. And, like, it's literally like the outer of phone cables. You know, it's that, like, white circular thing with no steel left in it. It's
0: like my worst nightmare for jewellery because I hate to see my headphones all, like, knotted up. And they're always knotted. And as soon as I see, even if I don't want to use them straight away, I have an urge to unknot them. And yet... I know that if I spend time doing that, there's no point because they will again be knotted before I next see them. So the idea of hanging around my neck, a symbol of my torment, everywhere you go, you're reminded.
1: (laughs) No, no, awful, awful. You can't do that. Did you ever have one of those things where, like, you, it would like curl around? You press the button and goes zzz and zip them all in. No. Oh, see, I want set of headphones that came with that. Yeah. And in theory, it's great. But the problem is, it's so strong. Eventually, it just pulls the cable out of the headphones and you break them.
0: I've never believed in a solution for it. <laughs> the thing is, if they if they invent the perfect solution, I will know because everyone. <laughs> will immediately adopt it. This is not a me problem. This is a universal problem of yeah. headphones. Yeah. So if the solution comes, that I will know. <laughs> I will hear of it. I will hear tell on the wind.
1: <laughs> and and like Pocahontas.
0: And if anyone exactly. Yeah. I hear a lot of stuff that way. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's how you get your news these days. That's how I get my news. You can't trust the mainstream media. You've got, to, you've got to listen to the wind.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I... Um... Sorry,
1: I stand out in the garden sometimes and just pipe BBC News in through a fan. What? <laughs>
0: this is outrageous.
1: <laughs> but they, 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 they... She's doing the mending spell. And, <laughs> you know, we, we talked before about the fact that Hangle... And the very old wise fish are like telling her, like, "Oh, can't do everything like that, right?" She tries the mending spell, men gets it wrong first time, gets it right, mends everything. Everyone except for Hangle is mostly happy. And then it basically's like, "Right, I've got to record this spell now." But Poot is out of memory. Yes. So she goes, "It's all right. I'll use the mending spell on him to give him more memory." Now, first things first. Yeah. Red flag. That he's not broken. He's out of memory.
0: Well. And, and it doesn't work because of that. Because this is a very early stage for computers. She doesn't understand. Will, Will, this is what boomers think, right? <laughs> right? You, the computer says, oh, I'm out of memory. Or their phone says this, oh, phone is broken. That's That's how their mind works. Phone or computer tells me can't do something, it is broken. Not... I need to get more memory or I need to do something to address this. Just, it is broken. You fix, please. Yeah. This is how they operate. But
1: this is She does this mending spell and Poot basically goes... And then like the screen goes blank. And she does this look and I'm like, oh my God, you killed him.
0: Yes. You yeah. killed the computer. You killed Poot.
1: You killed Poot. <laughs> you can't. This is why you can't trust this woman.
0: No, I just realised who Poot is. Who's Poot? Poot is what they called a a singer, Demi Lovato or something, when they took a terrible photograph of her. But right, they took a photo of her.
1: Quick question, in this photo, did she look like a woman's part?
0: No, she looked like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so it's this, uh, it's this, it's this woman, I guess... I'm, I'm saying Demi Lovato, but even as I'm saying those words, I'm realising I don't know who that is. That could be
1: a woman, it could be a drink. It uh, <laughs> could be something you order at Starbucks.
0: She's, you know, she's, like, a- attractive in the in the sense of, like, you know, she has all the hair products and the makeup that they have when they're in Hollywood or whatever it is. <laughs> and the, then this photograph was taken of her, and the flash is very, very close, and it makes her look terrible and people sort of like took it uh, 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 and made out like it was a separate character or or, or alien or something or other and called it Poot <laughs> and it was a thing on the internet and it was so long ago that I'd forgotten it but you, you know how things are in the internet, it's ever changing but that is what Poot is or a woman's partner <laughs> or
1: a woman's so Poot is either a bad photo of Demi Lovato or a woman's part <laughs> Yes. Good well.
0: So that's what that is. <laughs> and yeah, she just she messes up the computer, but it's lucky that Phoebe the phone, she is also a piece of technology, so she gets poot. So she has a backup of poot.
1: Stored on her phone hands.
0: Yes. So she reboots poot. <laughs> and then uh Stan, this Brian Murphy, George and Mildred guy. ...goes and gets a circuit board.
1: Yeah, he's like, I think I know I've, I know I can get some more memory board. I think just round the corner. Every fucking thing's round the corner here.
0: To, to be fair to him, I told you, that actor, he's working... ...because when he came back, he seemed exhausted.
1: <laughs> he did seem he exhausted. He seemed like he'd
0: been running <laughs> full speed. I, it, I think, in his mind, he's such a good actor. He saw that script and he's like, there's no way... ...I could have made it all the way back to my shop and here, you know, the set doesn't have a shop in the vicinity. It's ridiculous that I've come back so quickly with it. What I've got to act is as though they put a sped-up effect of me.
1: <laughs> I would love
0: it. I've that. got to act it as though there was a scene of me going down the street going... <laughs> sped up. I've got to act that. <laughs> I will convey it through a puffiness of breath.
1: I love he it. He is
0: a professional.
1: I would love it if... That <laughs> was the way he approach this whole episode. This is why he's phoning in. This is ridiculous. I mean, it should take me at least ten minutes yes. of real time to go from the house to the shop and then another ten minutes back. So if I'm not off screen for at least twenty minutes of this episode, then frankly, madam, I'm off.
0: The thing is, he's not off screen even like between a scene change. He's off screen for about three lines.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. It yeah. is absurd. It's... Oh
1: my god. But <laughs>
0: it's for children, whatever. So um, they fix poop.
1: They do fix Poot, and everything's fine, again. Just
0: Poot has the line, I'm not complicated, I'm just outdated.
1: Which, I mean, is it though? This is like 1994, so...
0: And already that computer's out of date. And it's well, a, see, I it's have a computer
1: not... with advanced AI.
0: It is quite advanced, yeah, because I, mean, I had, you know, Windows 95 was my first
1: yeah.
0: outing into computers. I feel like for our generation, a lot of them right got... Got a computer around Ben. Yeah, you got Encarta 95. See,
1: we didn't get Encarta on ours. We got uh, Hutchinson's Encyclopedia oh, with it, which Hutchinson. is which is basically like a downgraded version of Encarta.
0: No, you got Encarta 95. We had a compact Presario
1: Ooh. with a
0: huge button on the front to turn it on.
1: <laughs> huge,
0: <laughs> like the size of what's that size?
1: <laughs> about the size of a Satsuma.
0: A satsuma on the front. <laughs> What's that size?
1: <laughs> it's like the size of... Well, something the size of that.
0: <laughs> I, I'm showing you. You can
1: see. <laughs> I'm now doubting how big this this shark that your uncle had was.
0: It was a big shark. You can ask him. <laughs> ask him about his shark. He'd be glad
1: to tell you. I will next The time tales <laughs> he will tell. <laughs> ask him about his shark. Ha, ha, ha. Oh goodness me! Well, Liz, (laughs) time for the question, Wizardora. How do you like me now?
0: I think this is one that's best left alone. (laughs) This wasn't worth going back to, was it? Really? I
1: I don't think it was. I think you. This is. This is. There's some ridiculousness in here, and I normally I admire good puppet work. These are freaky puppets. (laughs) Right, these are unnecessarily freaky puppets. You know, you don't need to make them look like the rubberized, like again, the rubberized faces like head in Art Attack. You don't need to make them look like that.
0: Yeah, and the Riddlers, you didn't like that yeah, either. Yeah, no, the
1: Riddlers didn't like that one the either. The lost episode. <laughs> the lost episode at I, some the, point.
0: The listeners don't know about that one. <laughs>
1: no. but I think there's some. You know, there, there's still some. I think there's a potential for something there. It's just kind of squandered.
0: Yeah, and I think if you have any kind of like memory of this, your nostalgia could be as well served by looking up a photo of the freaky puppets because that's really all there is, you know, to remember. Yeah. Is that they had some great ideas here, but there is no plot. There needed to be something. Yeah. Driving it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be like, you know, saving the world or anything like that, but it needs something yes, to go yeah. along with it. It just, you know, even just even like those like come outside which have that kind of exploratory vibe and let's learn about this new thing. It doesn't even have that. No. It doesn't have anything of that. It's just here's some basic magic we can do with camera trickery and puppets.
0: Yeah. It's a, I don't know. It's a little bit sad, isn't it, when you go back to one and you think, "No, there's nothing here. It's yeah. not It's not as good as I remembered." No, but... Wizardora? We don't adore her.
1: Oh, savage. And burn. On that... <laughs> on that Yeah,
0: Wizardora, I slammed you! I slammed you!
1: And on that savage burn. Liz, thank you for joining me. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for listening, and we will be back soon.
0: If you like grainy, out-of-focus shots of the type of stuff we watch, follow us on Insta at me. And if you want even more piss-poor attempts at engagement, try out our Twitter at hdylmn one It's like a postcode, but longer and harder to remember. And if you're a fan of the show, remember to rate, like, share, subscribe, whatever. And if you didn't like the show, come find me on social media, you coward!
1: This is a Standard Nerds podcast.